genre. Back to the Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cass Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show, we'll be discussing the two-parter, The Impossible Planet and The Satan Pit, the 10th Doctor's eighth story. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, this originally aired... June 3rd and June 10th of 2006 and was uh, written by Matt Jones and directed by James Strong. So this uh, came about because one of the criticisms of season one of the show was that they the show never went to an alien planet. If it went to space, it was on a space station. And if it went to a planet, the planet was Earth. Um, And... (laughs) You know, the reason for that was just uh, budgetary and the fact that uh, it was really important to RTD that um, people, that viewers connected to the show uh, on, a, on, a, on a human level um, before he started introducing like wacky alien planets and things like that. Plus, he was worried that the budget of the show would require the alien planet to look uh, lame. Mm-hmm. Um, so... He put that off. But then with this new season, he decided to try and, uh, you know, uh, slowly kind of broaden the horizon. A yeah, bit. yeah, exactly. Um, this was also uh, the the concept of this story also came about because Phil Collinson, Davies producer, had observed that the doctor hadn't faced any uh, any enemies that were godlike in scale. And so when he thought of godlike uh, enemies he immediately thought of uh the devil mm. and the john carpenter film prince of darkness uh and decided to use that as a starting point um Wait, you, have you seen prince of darkness i i have not it's on my list i i because you're, if you're telling me there is a john carpenter movie where something like this happens yeah sign me up yeah yeah same <laughs> it's it's on my list it is it is it's one of those movies that is not reviewed particularly well at, at the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then now film twitter goes absolutely apeshit bananas God. for it halloween three yeah, yeah yeah it's it's that kind of movie where people hated it at the time but now you know the 30 people, years the later saw it when they were eight or 20 now yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> i mean they're older than that okay, okay yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so like you know all these uh millennial film twitter people uh horror cult absolutely of, sure yeah yeah they go ape shit for it so i definitely want to see it um anyway in any event uh the writer assigned to this episode uh was matthew jones uh jones was a longtime fan of Doctor Who. He had actually penned a 1996 Doctor Who The New Adventures novel called Bad Therapy for Virgin Publishing. 
and he had had a writing career on television, having scripts produced on Coronation Street and Love in the 21st Century. Uh, he had also been a script editor on the Davies created Queer as Folk uh, and later had done um, some uh, script editing work on a show called POW, which he created, as well as the British version of Shameless. Um, so all of that being said, uh, you know, originally when it was given to Jones, uh, Russell T. Davies was like, here's the concept. I want it to be called the Satan Pit. Uh, it's going to be two parters. And the planet that they were uh, uh, trying to land on, the planet that was just outside of a black hole, was going to literally be called hell. That was going to be the name of the planet. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So, so he took over as writer. Um, originally, the concept of this was that they were going to have, you know, they were going to have this slave race this whole time. Right, the slave race that was secretly working with uh, the Beast character, um, but originally Jones wanted the Slavine to be this race of aliens, um, and the reason for that is he thought that, like, by the time this story happens in the history of the universe, humans had enslaved the Slavine, and their deal with Satan or the beast was to get out of their human enslavement. Um, and so they like worked out a deal with the beast to kill the humans and get out of their um, enslavement. And the idea was that he was just wanting to sort of add to the history of these characters that we met last season. Um, and it was actually, uh, <laughs> it was actually Davies who thought that the presence of a returning monster would actually distract from the story that he felt was the strongest part of this, which was this crew um, going out and exploring the universe uh, and, and, you know, all of the, all of the devil stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, he decided that uh, the farting aliens were probably an inappropriate choice for this particular, <laughs> for this particular story. Um, but it, it's an interesting what if, like it's an interesting what if, because he, they never say that the Slovene, would have been in human suits at any time during this. They might have just been full blown Slovene the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, what are the ones that live have been under the ground and used to rule the earth before we were around and they're and they're scaly and dinosaurs? Oh, that is Salarians. 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 That's what I thought you meant at first. Nope. Nope. Um, no, that would have made more sense. I feel like actually, but Slovene is uh, yeah the one the ones that walked around and farted. Yeah, yeah, like that that stole uh, uh, fat people human suits. Yeah, that would have compromised the. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would have compromised everything. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> it's not a silly episode. Yeah, so they get uh, so in the in the future, according to Matt Jones, in the future the Slovene would have been enslaved by humanity. I don't like the idea of us doing that. Period. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. The, anyway, yeah they 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 try to wash it away by being like they like it. Well, um, in this, but we'll, we'll talk, we, yeah, we, we'll talk about the dude for sure. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so then the other, the only other uh, interesting bit of. Um, behind the scenes details because a lot of this is just like they filmed at this point blah 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 um i or i should say there's two more things so one the director of this is um 
James Strong. So originally, this story was meant to be put, uh, meant to be placed in the third recording block, which would have belonged to director Euros Lin. The way that this show was shot was that they had five recording blocks and five directors. And in each of those recording blocks, that director would direct every episode in a recording block and then move on to post, right? And then another director would come in, do the next recording block, so on and so forth. Now, the recording blocks weren't necessarily in order of their air date. It was more of just like, you know, what resources do we have right now that we can do? Yeah, what, what cast members are available right now, things like that. And so the way that this was scheduled originally, Euros Lin was going to direct this two-parter. Uh, and, uh, okay, so I'll get to the reasons why he didn't in a second. But he was meant to direct this. Now, Euros Lin is a director that we talk about a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing as a director is he, is he is a director that is entirely dependent on the scripts that he's given. Yes. And his episodes that have great scripts are absolutely phenomenal episodes, like all-timers. And the ones where he has a bad script, they're some of the worst episodes of the series, right? (laughs) Yeah. So he was going to direct this episode, and I think about that a lot. I thought about that a lot while watching it just now, about Mm -hmm. how much better this episode could have even been from where it is now, which... I have I'll, I have my whole thing about that late in in, in a yeah, little while. Yeah. But like I'm just thinking about like <laughs> what how if? much better right than it already is that it would have been had he directed it because he's so script dependent as a director, mm-hmm. right? Um I don't want to I don't want to drag this t- can you off the top of your head, can you think of a of a scary episode that Euros Lynn has directed? Uh let's find out. Uh let's see. Doctor Who, Euros Lynn Let's see what what his whole filmography is. Um, so, Unquiet Dead, okay. End of the World. Okay. Um, let's see. I guess there's scary stuff in Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's, it, that's the thing. He, he, yeah, it's an all-timer. That's an all-timer, right, exactly. When the script is good, it's an all-timer. He directed uh, Girl in the Fireplace and Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead. I mean, um, crazy, yeah. crazy great episodes. So, okay, so, so, so he doesn't end up getting to direct this because they can't figure out what the Beast is going to look like. So, originally... RTD wants literally the devil, right? And but the problem was because this was going to be shot closer to the end in in uh, uh, the third the end of the third recording block, they were afraid that they wouldn't have the budget to do a full blown yeah devil. devil. Um, and so they were like, well, maybe we could do like an old man, or maybe we could do an eye, like you know Sauron, or oh. we could do. Um, <laughs> We could do a little girl. That would be that was Russell T. Davies' favorite, and that was because he had become a huge, huge fan of the series Angel, uh, and one of the Wolfram and Hart uh, heads. Oh right, is is, is a little girl, yeah. and he thought that was the coolest shit ever. <laughs> oh my god, that's and it was cool. like, so what funny. if the devil? Yeah, what if the devil was a little girl? And then I was just thinking, like, it was like Russell D. Davies, a massive a fan of the C- television series Angel, and I was like, well, that explains Torchwood. That explains everything yes. about why Torchwood exists. Uh huh. 
<laughs> um, but all that being said, uh, they eventually got to like move some stuff around. Like uh, eventually Russell T Davies was like, okay, I just, I, I really think that this works best if it's literally the devil because of the beast separated from the voice and all that. We would have to do a lot of rewrites to make this work. If it's just like a little girl snarling at the doctor, like that sucks. <laughs> right. So, so, uh, so he, he got, he was just like, okay, no, 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 we got to do, we got to do the devil. I'm going to find the money, but I, it's going to take a while. So we're going to push this to the fourth recording block. Um, and instead, Euros Lynn, I know you signed up for the third recording block. Um, so we're going to give you two great stories. Uh, they're called Fear Her mm-hmm. and The Idiot's Lantern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> Euros Lynn went from getting to direct these two episodes to directing two of the worst episodes of the season, um, <laughs> which is really just the most unfortunate scheduling thing I think I've ever heard. There are parts of Idiot's Lantern that are fun. That's the one where they go to the fifties, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just rewatched that and I I I really hated it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I don't remember what you thought. I don't remember. I don't you, remember what I thought. I'm I like, don't remember <laughs> you particularly liking it though. I, if I remember correctly. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk. It actually leads into my broader kind of a what yeah, what I have what, what I thought about watching this episode, really. Yeah. So so the three there so so this the uh fourth recording block, I believe, was Tooth and Claw, the girl in Ooh. the fireplace. Uh, Idiot's Lantern and Fear Her. He was always going to direct Tooth and Claw and The Girl in the Fireplace, and then he was going to direct this two-parter and then ended up getting Idiot's Lantern and Fear Her, which that's the other part of this is like, you know, in a recording block, it's typically three episodes um, or three stories so that it's like two episodes and a two-parter mm-hmm. um, or or three episodes. And uh, he ended up having to direct four episodes, uh, four completely different episodes, Jeez. which is... That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot to task a single director with, for sure. Um, Commendable work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, although although each episode, it, well, okay, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. I don't know what order he directed these in, but it, it you know, I, it's uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, mixed bag. Anyway, um, poor Yaroslin is what I'm saying. So uh, this was given to <laughs> this was ended up giving to the person who ended up directing it. Uh, which is uh, once again James Strong, um, and James Strong. I don't know what else episode. I don't know if he directed any other episodes this season. Um, I'm gonna check that out as well, just to double check because my the place where I get my notes doesn't say. Um, let's see, James Strong. Nope, that's it. Just those, just these two episodes. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So um, he directs more later on in the series, but nothing, nothing this season. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So nothing uh-huh. like these were the only two stories. Like, okay. Yeah, these were the only two stories in this recording block. So recording block, we got moved to recording block four. Then during recording block four, they were also simultaneously filming recording block five, which only consisted of love and monsters. So love and monsters and impossible planet Satan pit were being recorded simultaneously. They were the last two stories being filmed in the season. And then, uh, during the production of this, this story, uh, love and monsters began production and ended production before this one was over. Which meant that the last time that Billy Piper played Rose um, as a principal character 
was in was the end of you know the Satan Pit. Oh um, wow! So this is actually this is technically Rose's last story, um, in terms of Billy Piper. Billy Piper. This was the last thing that she ever did as uh, a companion because you know she comes back later, but I don't know that you would call her a companion. It's like an ex companion. Mm-hmm. Um. So the Rose era. Yeah, yeah. So the Rose era uh, ends actually here for Billy Piper, uh, which I think is uh, kind of interesting. I don't know. Interesting way to go out on. It, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about like I think I think I think this is a that was a great scene and a great performance for for, uh, for Rose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, and then that's uh, that's that's all she wrote. That's all I got for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is just. Where they recorded stuff. Oh, one one little bit of trivia is that the the actual Satan Pit, the Impossible Planet, mm-hmm. um, it is a it is filmed on location at a rock quarry. Great, bless. And it is the it is the first time in the new series that they had done that. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be the last, but it was the first time in this in in this new series that they had actually filmed in a rock quarry. So. <laughs> great yeah that's so cozy and, i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah so that's uh that's that um you know not uh not nothing too crazy but there's a little there's some interesting stuff um so i i don't know when i want to get into um the overall thoughts or what well, yeah overall thoughts i want to start with you guys because i've talked a lot about my background and stuff or the background of the episode so um, Cass, overall um, thoughts? I mean, it's been a really long time since I've watched this. I know that prior to us re-watching it for this time, I think both me and Nick like it a lot better than you. Um, mm-hmm. This still rules. I uh, I really like this one. Um, I'm not a fan of the CGI, um, but mm-hmm. everything else is really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun revisiting this one. It's it's and it's kind of funny like watching it in the middle of this like satanic panic happening right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was gonna make a joke. The, yeah, when he, yeah, that could be another option when he finds Satan. This is just the call me by your name, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Nick. Oh no no was there was there anything else you wanted to say, Cass? I don't like, think so. I mean, off? like we'll get into the discussion of it, but yeah, yeah. it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like this this rips. I I have so much fun watching these two. Um there's just I just love the atmosphere. I love the doctor encountering cosmic horror. Mm. There's just something inherently really creepy about the mixture of like the ancient and like the far future that just really delights me and like Cass says is really cozy. And uh you know, I I kind of have had a revelation uh, now that the show is on HBO Max, I can like go through and there are just and Scott knows this talking to me and Cass knows this listeners of I love Doctor Who, but something that I have to accept about Doctor Who is that there's just chunks of it that just go right out of my head mm-hmm. that I just don't remember. I was going through like, I don't I have no idea what the hell Under the Lake is about or the Crimson Horror. I could not tell you what either of those episodes are about either. Oh, yeah. man, I remember both of them. <laughs> there's, uh, there's Physically. like, there's episodes that we record where I'm like, Scott's like, Nick, you, we talked about, ro- you've watched Robot. You've seen Key of Marinus. And I'm like, I believe you. I have no memory of it. <laughs> but I remember that crap out of Satan Pit and Impossible mm. Planet. Yeah. 
the performances. So there are so many episodes like this where the doctor and the companion find a space like it's alien, mm-hmm. you know, but this crew and this, these characters are so cool. And like, I love their big chunky com bracelets and I love the quiet moments that the episode has where the doctor's like, Hey, what kind of person are you? Mm-hmm. And like, you really care about these characters and like, they're so disposable in a, in the way that all, you know, like the show is, but I don't know when I think about all of the, uh, the Chris Chibnall episodes that have so much death and de- murder and killing and like how much humanity each of these characters have and the weight of each of their losses felt. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, this is just, and like the Ood are so gorgeous. Like, I don't know, maybe your TV is just really good, Scott, but like, God, just <laughs> seeing their, their, their blinking. Yeah. Yeah, so I just had, I have a lot of fun watching these two. And uh, there's just, I was appreciating like the, I think there's a lot of good writing in here too that we can mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I've i always hated this episode. Um, and the reason is because I just don't, I don't think Satan as, or, or any religious stuff has any place in Doctor Who. I don't, I don't like it. I still don't like the choice of it being literal Satan, like, with well, the we, horns. Well, when you and- mean literal, see, when I hear literal or Satan, I mean, like, the, the morning star that, like, that, like, Christ struck down into hell. I don't think he's that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's, like, literal Christian devil. Mm-hmm. Well, what what I don't like is that he's literally like he's got the, horns, the horns and he's okay. red and he's like, like w- w- if you just tell like a kid to draw the devil, that's what they're going to draw. OK, right. I don't like that. You don't like the design choice. No, I don't like the design choice at all. Okay. Um, I my feeling is like if this had been like a Cthulhu monster, now we're fucking talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But like my my problem is just the 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 devil horns and mm-hmm. the it's. It's just a little too like bah, 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 metal. Like I just, it's not. I don't like that. Okay. I don't. It's not. It's. I just. I've never liked that. The rest of the episode rules. Okay. But like my problem is just that like it's all you. You kept talking about like cosmic horror, and that's what it is for all of it until the beast shows up, and then the beast shows up, and then it's like, oh wait, so it's just the devil. Um, and and I, you know conceptually everything about it works right the conversation that he has with the beast works all of that works my only issue is just the design of the creature if the design of the creature wasn't the literal devil i wouldn't have an issue with it at all um because the rest of the episode rules both both of them um i love all the cosmic horror stuff i love toby i love the the ancient writing um that scene where toby is like that that girl like sees Toby like outside as he like he's, slowly like, at her. turns yeah. around and waves at her. I'm just like, oh my god, that's so creepy and great. <laughs> um, I I love all of that. I think that the, where the, where, the, the rules. where the voice is telling Toby, I'm getting closer, and also don't look at me. Yeah. Oh my god, all of that stuff rules. Um, everything about this rules. I just don't think that the execution of the beast works at all for me. Um, both. On a practical standpoint, <laughs> with the CGI being mm. not great, doesn't hold up. But, you know, 2006, nothing budget TV show. You know, it is it is what it could is. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I kind of like the fact that it is, like, I guess, quote unquote, literal Satan. Because, like, I like the idea of there being, like, this big, dumb alien thing that got locked away at the beginning of time that has like influenced all or like a lot of 
different mythologies in the universe. Like, I think that idea is really cool. Um, mm, like there yeah. being like a like a I don't know, like a kernel of truth in all of these like various cr- like myths. Yeah, um, that there is this one entity deity yeah. thing that is out there somewhere sleeping and that that image is what projected out into the universe and how we get dude with horns mm-hmm. and like because he's kind of like talking to it as he's like i'm i'm i'm, I'm motioning uh climbing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah listeners like when the doctor's like repelling into hell <laughs> uh, and he's like yeah it is kind of weird how like every culture and i've been around the block how they all have like dude with horns and like the inevitability of like oh it is just like a big demon with horns mm-hmm. um and like I, i'm just a sucker for i mean you put you you go to a planet and you have pyramids or ancient etchings and cliff base mm-hmm. like i'm just i'm i'm, I'm in mm-hmm. and like yeah yeah there is like um the vases there, there there's something really like classical in the fact that it is just like dude with horns for mm-hmm. me mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like I don't like religious iconography in my Doctor Who. It doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. Um, it it just doesn't. It, it's something about it in my. I'm glad that you guys like it so much. Yeah. I I don't I don't. I'm not saying that you're wrong. It just doesn't work for me at all. Um, because uh, it, it, I mean, like the same basic premise is Pyramids of Mars, which we talked about like a few episodes ago. Like the Doctor goes up mm-hmm. against like an iteration of like Satan. Like he names, mm-hmm. he name drops it. So like, but he looks like a a dude in like an Egyptian mask, and like you love that episode. So like, yeah. So would you have liked it better if it was like a creepy little girl or like any of the other? No, no. I don't. I don't think Egypt so. Egypt again. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I would have liked more. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't direct this episode. I don't know. Um, I just didn't like. I don't like that it's. I don't like that it's Satan. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah. Well, not sex when they call me by your name, video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just, this doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that, but it just doesn't. Um. I really appreciated. Of yeah. uh, at the beginning, we saw like. Uh, for uh, endless honeymoon, Rose and Ten, mm. like devil may care, aren't we so having fun? And I just love how that like comes back to bite them in the ass. Mm-hmm. Where like they don't hear the guy say like, "Yeah, we're blocking off this," pl-, and then they just lose the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was like I didn't really appreciate that like ten years ago when I saw it. Yeah, the mortgage conversation really stuck out to me. Of that, them like really setting up the. What is going to become a, a a wedge between these two characters in terms of like her thoughts and wants and his thoughts and wants versus his responsibilities or mm-hmm. the responsibilities he feels he has her her expectations versus what he is actually capable of right yeah absolutely <laughs> um very, I I really loved that it's a very human conversation between the two of them yeah mm-hmm. of like oh this really cool. My cool, sexy, rock and roll nerd boyfriend. Well, he doesn't know what a mortgage is, or he 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 doesn't. the The thought of having a job is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, what if this isn't forever? Right. Because they have to be still for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not just like caprising about. Right. Right. Um, I wanted a little like story structure thing that I liked a lot was um. The bit so the cold open of this is them uh showing up uh on this ship 
and uh, ship space station. Um, that was okay. Yeah, my one nitpick is I could have used a really good exterior shot of the planet they were on. Yeah, because in my brain, I always read this as they're just on a space station, right? Until the TARDIS collapses, I'm like, wait, why? How is it? Oh, they're on a planet. That's right. It's the the what are they called? The bitter pill. Yeah, the mythology that like the gods spat the planet back out, right. and that's what they're on. That didn't really land for me. Yeah, well, and I think I think that's partially. I think I think uh, the Beast is partially to blame for that because they spent a lot of their budget on that. Mm. Oh. Um, so they couldn't do stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, the big expensive digital creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, that had to move and snarl and laugh and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but yeah, when they first get on to this uh, this this uh, base, um, and the ood start coming out and uh, coming toward them and saying uh, uh, we must feed or whatever, and they're just like surrounding them while saying we must feed, and then you go to the the music, and then you come back and they like he knocks the, on his little ball. Yeah, he knocks on his little ball and was like, "You, we must feed you," <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they're butlers. Um, and uh and then at the end of part 1 the ood are uh, it's the same it's the same cliffhanger only it's for real this time mm-hmm. um they're actually coming after them and i just i really liked that as like a a fun like writing structure thing yeah. i don't know i thought that was pretty good um the, yeah oh i wanted to shout out uh ida mm-hmm. um who uh is played by uh claire rushbrook she's really good in this episode but uh, this might not mean anything to you, Cass, but uh, Nick, oh. um, she is uh, Yolanda from the episode Art of Spaced. Um, oh, wow. She's the girl. She's the woman who interviews um, interviews Daisy. Uh, Daisy and is like using the lotion while she's talking. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh and then Daisy and then Daisy <laughs> does the girl power yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> You know what blows my world apart is that's only like a couple years apart. Yeah. But they feel like totally different eras. It's like eight years. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's 99, 99 to 2006. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great ensemble. Um, what was his mm-hmm. name? Like Jackson Flamesword? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the captain? It was something bananas like that. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely was. I, I, told, I was convinced I had heard it wrong. And then the credits came up. And I'm like, nope, his name is Jackson Flamesword. <laughs> there it is. In black and white. Three words. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we get the introduction of everybody's favorite character, the orange space shoot. This was its debut. This was its debut, yeah. And uh, and what a debut, really. You were, Yeah. <laughs> he wears the crap out of it. There's that great line where, where he first gets in it, and Rose is just like, now you need to bring that suit back in one piece. And I'm like, yeah, because we're going to use it so many times. We're going to so. get so much mileage out of this suit. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 that looks great. Can you wear that again? I noticed that when he goes down into, like, when they get out of the little pod and they're looking around, like, the ruins or whatever of the old civilization, and she uses, like, the gravity globe. And I'm like, oh, we see that again in Matt Smith era because he does the same thing well, with, yeah. in the Angel two-parter. Oh, yeah. Which Gosh, I thought I was really that cool. That is really cool. Yeah. And, like, um, it's impossible to watch this episode you know, to go back in time and watch it the way when I first saw it, when the Ood were just like monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, it's very interesting to watch this episode in the con, knowing what we know about the Ood as like Whovians. Mm-hmm. 
there's such like a pathos to it of that moment where the doctor's like, I couldn't save the youth. Like he's almost telling that to us and Rose mm-hmm. more than, you know, cause like, yeah. And like, there is kind of like an, note. like, of course we make, we keep making the same mistake again. This episode is so much about how humans never change, mm-hmm. how like we keep going out into space and we keep finding new worlds, but we're still afraid of the devil. We still find the need to like subjugate these new, like living things that we find and take away their will. Mm-hmm. And like the more things change, the more things stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I guess like in the way that good horror kind of does make you feel uncomfortable sometimes that it, it had some of that. Um, yeah. I do think if this had been not to say that it's, it's poorly directed, but I do think that if it had been directed by Euros Lynn, I think that this would have been, it would be one of the scariest episodes of Dr. Who. Uh, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, cause there, there are moments like even that, that Toby moment where he's outside and like turns and waves at her. It's really creepy, but it's also kind of overly lit. Mm. It's, it's like very brightly lit and doesn't quite look as creepy as it could look if it had been, you know, if, a, if a director had come in and been like, no, we need to like keep it so that he's like barely lit and you just kind of see him and it's just a shape until he turns around. Almost mm-hmm. the way that you see like something from your porch light from far away. Totally. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And there's, this is, might have the best like non Moffat. We talked a little bit about like horror concepts. Sure. How he's really good about like, Oh, that is such a, like, I remember as a kid watching this, the idea of this thing, the devil being able to speak through people but you know like that was really creepy to me or like when the captain's looking away but you see like the cg devil face like yeah yeah. (laughs) it's got that it's got that like youtube jump scare yeah that's actually when i think the the devil thing works the best you know i think in retrospect i think my biggest issue with the devil design is just that it's red if it, if it wasn't red, if it wasn't like literally like, you know, devils, they're red. Like if it wasn't <laughs> red, it wouldn't bother me as much as it does okay. because it's like literalized in such a way that it it feels silly to me. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah. Whereas if it was just like black or like when because like when he was Ooh. showing up on those video things, he like was green. like it was like uh like green. Right. It was because it was just like, yeah, it was the like color a green of the blue. Ish yeah, color? that green blue like video color. Yeah. Um. So like, if it wasn't just if it wasn't red with like the brown horns, like if it was just like black or you know something else, I think it wouldn't bother me as much because because I would get more alien than I do like literal demon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. The uh, on a uh, the part that really lights my imagination on fire is the cave paintings the doctor finds. Yeah. Like, oh, there was a. There was a great battle and they were able to subdue it. I'm like, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> uh, a lot of good men died that day, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. all the the lore, like the world mm-hmm. building in this. Like like calling the planet like the bitter pill and like just all of this other stuff and like just thinking about like a civilization that like fought off this giant thing. Like it's mm-hmm. so cool to me. I don't know. Yeah, and like the idea, the idea because the devil says that it's like I was in prison before time, and that challenges the doctor's beliefs. Which that whole subplot I thought was fascinating because mm-hmm. it's it seems like it's just going to be an innocuous episode, but then it uses it like explores like the doctor like wait what what does this person believe in? Mm-hmm. And like when he's like I believe in the universe, like I believe that like what you're saying offends my beliefs, 
and it's just like this uncomfortable spot that I've I've never seen this character be in. Mm-hmm. And I think David Pla- David Tennant really played. I, I I was thinking during that confrontation, the special effect in that scene is David Tennant thinking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. David Tennant is great in this. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the whole time how other doctors would be in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came to the conclusion that 11 <laughs> would be the most annoying doctor in this situation. <laughs> um, it would be awful. <laughs> um, 12, 12 versus 10 would basically be like samesies 12 versus the devil yeah 12 versus the devil like i I feel like they would both bring different things but ultimately it would be kind of like an equal performance i Mm. think Mm. um i would be i think nine would be really interesting in this story um i think for some reason eccleston versus the devil feels definitely in his wheelhouse as an actor it's the kinds of stuff that he likes to dig into mm-hmm. um but then i was also thinking 13 would be really interesting in a situation like this maybe not written by chris chipnell God, but no. like her <laughs> that doctor in this situation in this exact episode mm-hmm. i think would be really interesting i don't know yeah dude the idea of like Yaz, Graham, and Ryan like palling around with this cast is like sending me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, oh, we need to get the thirteen wear the suit, the spacesuit. Yep, that's got to happen. I she? don't know. I can imagine. It. I can picture it. Yeah, I can picture it too, but I don't know if I can just picture it because I can or because it happened. So I think it's interesting, especially in this like season this go around of long way around we've had like three different confrontations with like gods or like god like powers or mm-hmm. whatever deities so like does does 13 ever go up against something like this the only thing i can that I comes remember. to mind immediately and i don't remember the circumstances or details but wasn't the frog kind of like a bigger than like a deity kind of thing yeah well, she went up against those celestial dudes. That's true. Yeah. So um, nothing great. I don't know. Nothing that felt certainly even 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 like with him being just a big CG monster. I think yeah. you you meet you you kind of get the oh he's talking to something that's like older than anything he's ever uh-huh. yeah. come up against. I and, really like that, and I didn't really get that from the like the cosmic beings that she fought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember digging that episode a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you you and Cass like that episode a lot. I have no memory of it takes you away. That's another one that I I was staring at on my for a little That's bit. That's the one with the frog. That's the frog one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They start off in that like Scandinavian house That's with right. the with the girl, and then it just goes into Bananasville. Yeah. And then she says that she's going to be best friends with the frog, and she saves the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rose uh, tries to almost start spew. Yeah, um, that was good. Uh, there's there's a moment in this. I think it's just once. Um, the acting captain says that they are they are working for the Torchwood Archive, mm-hmm. which is you know part <laughs> of. I mean, it's it's part of you know Russell T Davies like. I'm going to make a word be like the arc for the season. Um, and, you know, we had like Bad Wolf last season. We've got Torchwood this season. And then we have uh, uh, Saxon next season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but with Torchwood, it's interesting because 
We have a Torchwood that ends up at the end of this season, which is the Torchwood that is involved in the Cybermen versus uh, Dalek invasion thing. Whoever wins, we lose. Right. Um, But then that Torchwood ends in that episode, which is set in modern day. And then the 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 Captain Jack Torchwood happens, which is only tangentially related to the other Torchwood. Yeah. Uh, and is totally different. And so, th- in that, with that in mind, then them working for the Torchwood Archive is really confusing because it's like, which torch, which Torchwood, <laughs> the, the the Captain Jack Torchwood? They have an archive, um, and they're like sending people out into space. I don't know. I just thought that was That's a weird, yeah, weird, uh, you hang- know, continuity hanging, Chad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm listening to that, and I'm. I'm it suddenly it's interesting and I think kind of says a lot that the second with respect to RTD, the second that Moffat had the keys back or given to him, he just switched right back to, to um who did who did uh, who did the brigadier work for? Oh, oh unit. Um unit. unit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like it's like what do you do with that? what is this mm-hmm. yeah post, you know? Yeah. Whereas unit, it's like, okay, cool. It's honestly it's honestly crazy that unit never showed up in, in Torchwood. Yeah, that is weird. Right? That that's super weird, right? You would think the overlap there would be almost a circle. Because there is a uh-huh. unit story in Russell T. Yes. Um, is it the, the Santaran one? Yeah, the Santaran. Yeah, one. when Martha comes back. But like, yeah, that's weird that they never show up in Torchwood. My nerd, <laughs> my nerd brain just in my mind it was unit was like fallen or unit didn't exist in the time that Torchwood was filling a gap mm-hmm. and then they kind of traded. Right. Yeah. That's possible. Um, I don't remember if they ever explained that. Well, in like, in other. like continuity doesn't like, isn't Torchwood founded in the 1800s? When does unit Claw. get found? Right. The queen founds it. Yeah. Torch- Torchwood's been around a longer. Yeah. God, the continuity of Torchwood <laughs> is the weirdest thing. It's so weird. It, makes it no doesn't sense. make any sense. Oh boy, bring I it wonder, back. I wonder if it's all if like Russell T Davies has like a timeline somewhere that makes total sense, <laughs> and it's just he's look, just never yeah, like it's all that. Yeah, look, look, that's how it works. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, look, look at that. that. It really does. He just has okay. a PowerPoint presentation prepared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, I'd be here for like it. ready they to go whenever. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm surprised, and maybe they have, and I just don't know about it. But but this story feels like it's just begging for a sequel or prequel from Big Finish. Oh, yeah. Mm. This feels like right in line with their their kind of vibe. I can hear like the dripping pipes. Yeah. 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 Um, for sure. And the beast like voice. Mm-hmm. The crackling hellfire sounds. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. God, what if you did a prequel... Where the doctor was there when the that group imprisoned. Oh, that's how they were able to do it. Yeah. Great. Anyway. It's like that scene from Justice League. Big finish. <laughs> Calls up. He teams up with Zeus and Poseidon and Ares <laughs> and a Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh, boy. That could work, too, because, like, he, like... You know, because he's so stuck on the idea of like before time. So like, what if something happens like when he's mid time vortex, and then he just gets like popped out, 
here. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, like, I could have done with, I would, yeah, the, on the topic of like a prequel or a sequel, really exploring what the devil meant when he said, like, I'm from before time and there was still civilization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so little about the way the universe works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think if, I think what they should have done instead of a big CGI beast mm-hmm. is they should have done like, uh, like, like Lord of the Rings style, like size differentiation, um, technology and just had somebody in like makeup mm. as the beast. I remember, I definitely thought that not because I was like, what would we have lost with a, gorgeous makeup creature right like we know that they can do like right. like like spider lady from the from the christmas episode or the ood in this episode the ood in this episode yeah. yeah and i'm like yeah like why yeah like what do we is it because he doesn't have any lines is it because he doesn't talk but yeah like what would we yeah i don't know i, I definitely remember thinking that too i wonder if there will ever be a time where the bbc will do special editions of these older seasons of Doctor Who and redo the special effects the way that they did with some classic Who episodes and the way they did with Star Trek. That's spooky to think about. Is it? The idea of... Oh, because it's in your lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, the idea of someone being like, God, we have to change. This looks like dog shit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it already kind of does. A lot of it it really... Yeah, it hasn't aged well. Yeah. Um, That would be really interesting. (laughs) I would be up for it, honestly. I'd pay... I'd pay money for those it, box sets. If he looked like Tim Curry in Legend, would you have been down with it? <laughs> I think so. Honestly, I think I would have been more into it. Maybe, maybe it really is just the, the CGI, CGI of it. It just looks so. Does it read like fake. video game boss to you? Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the thing that I'm having such an issue with. Mm. It's like I can't connect to it in any way because it's not a thing. It's not. It like yeah, it's not it a lo- character. No, it looks like a PS2 like <laughs> boss. It looks like a it looks like a PS1 cutscene. That's what it looks like. Yeah, you know, it's that, just rough. that reminds me of people. I remember reading this essay. I can't remember who, but it was like that's why people responded so much to. I don't want to. I, I feel weird spoiling it for some reason, but the the villain of Wandavision is isn't a CG motion capture creature. Right, it's a person, mm-hmm. and like it's like everyone's favorite character in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, like that matters sometimes when it's like there's like a character to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Re- related, girl, related, related, <laughs> related, but not related. If it had been something like, uh, like, uh, uh, now I forget his name, but the, Satan. the, 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 uh, demon thing in Dr. Strange, um, Dormammu, Dormammu. If it had been like that, like that kind of design, that could have been cool too. Um, for this, just shapes. Yeah, there's well, there's something kind of un the human mind can't wrap around. Yeah, right, totally. Um, I think that could have been interesting too, because I just don't know. <laughs> that's the other thing too is like when it's a thing that I can look at and recognize. I'm just like, well, this isn't that special. Um, <laughs> like, it, it's just. I think that's the other part of it too. It's just like my brain is just like it's like they're talking it up this whole time, and then you finally see it, and you're like, that's it. That's all. That's the best you got. All right. Um, I don't know. Uh, it it I I like the idea of it being more unknowing than it, what it ultimately is, mm-hmm. I guess, or unknowable, I guess. Um, I, I think that's always, I think that's always been um, kind of the 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 whatever about the Kobayashi Maru of adapting like Lovecraft mm-hmm. is the power. I haven't read a lot of them, but like the power of his prose apparently is like really powerful. 
that's a shitty sentence but like you know describing cthulhu is different than like oh yeah he's a squid dude right (laughs) yeah (laughs) sure well i mean you know i think i think the ood ended up being uh uh low-key um uh lovecraftian lovecraft like kind of ode Mm -hmm. the the ood were an ode to lovecraft (laughs) in this like sort of you know, yeah, cosmic you, horror story. What did you guys think of those ood puns? <laughs> that was it. Was rough. That was the most Russell T Davies shit, uh, <laughs> and it's the worst. I it's it's. I mean, it's also it's also great because I love him to pieces. Sure. But like, my god, man! <laughs> Sometimes you got to accept when a thing's not working. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, I love the ood. Uh, one funny thing about the ood when. Rusty Davies decided to create these characters for this story. He wanted to give them a simple name because he had he felt like he had run the joke into the ground of like the really long name aliens mm-hmm. um or the aliens from a really long name planet yeah, or whatever. Like the one from uh, Idiot or what's the one with the Slovene? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't say yeah. it. Palpatorius. Yeah, the... Yay. <laughs> That's amazing. Um I don't know how you just pulled that one out, but good, good, I don't good know. work. Um, I'm impressed. It just lives in my uh, brain. <laughs> but yeah, so he was like, he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I mean, not, it's not like any of my uh, characters have ever been like, none of them are iconic. So I'm just going to throw this one out here and we'll just, we'll call out the Ood. We'll get, make it simple. And then it's the first iconic character out of his era, mm-hmm. um, as showrunner. It's like the first iconic alien, uh, because he made it simple, easy to easy yeah. to grasp it's so cool it's a lot like how i don't know it's like it's like how the first time wolverine was in a comic he was a bad guy yeah it's like wow who knew what kind of journey we'd go on with these characters with these creatures right first they were satan's puppets <laughs> and then later they would see the doctor off as he died right yeah yeah <laughs> oh uh i re- uh there were some shots where you got to see rose's full costume in this episode mm-hmm. uh, she had a really cool like country western belt <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Uh, her style is always so interesting. I would like just once to see a companion come to the suitcase, come come to the TARDIS with a suitcase of oh. clothes. You oh, know? That's, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I, I like just to have like to be like, yeah, these are all my outfits for our adventures. Instead, they just like show up and then they just have all of these change of clothes. And it's like, where did all these clothes come from? <laughs> I don't know. What were you going to say? What did you think I was going to say? I'm really into the idea of a companion being like, oh, no, I like fell in goop or something. I have to change. Oh, the doctor's like, oh, I have a wardrobe in there. And it's just all of the clothes that hit, that their companions have left over the years. Yeah. And they come out wearing like an 06 Rose Tyler outfit. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. I would really like that a lot. Like, yeah, they always come with the clothes and then they leave and they don't take the clothes with them. So I have a lot of clothes. Most of them aren't. I would be so creeped out. It's just like, oh yeah, there's a wardrobe, and then it's just like a bunch of women's clothing, and you're just like, how did you get all? That's true. It would be majority (laughs) women. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you ever you have like friends where it's like, oh yeah, I guess that is like their jacket. They left their jacket here, and it's just been in my closet for two years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You don't have that. (laughs) I guess not. Okay. (laughs) Oh man, I have a lot of stuff that isn't mine, listeners. That's fair. I'm a, I'm a forager. Is that the word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if it is yours, it used to not be yours. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. I'm given things like a character in a fantasy novel. 
it's dangerous out there. Take this. Take this desk. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Is that all we got? Cosmic Horror, Doctor Who. I'm a big so. fan. I like it. I wish. I hope there's more of this. Yeah. Like this is what I want. This is kind of what I want out of every Chris Chibnall episode. Mm. Or so many times I've kind of vocalized like there's just a thing that's missing, and I think it's this, which is just like I I, I care about the things that are happening and the people. Mm-hmm. It's not reinventing the wheel. There's like a bunch of episodes that are have this formula, mm-hmm. but this one's really entertaining. Yeah, it's very very good. Absolutely. I'm glad that you Final don't thoughts, like guys? hate it, hate it anymore. I was like, no, really, no, I don't. I was like really interested. I, I think, yeah, I think I've just focused in on the thing that I hate, um, which is that stupid CGI beast character. Um, <laughs> the, the box of Diablo 2. Yeah, right. Yes. that's. You don't like the big spicy boy. <laughs> no. No, I don't like the spicy boy. Like he looks like a Doom character. Yeah, like, he does. Just, tongue. Yeah, just, man, I'm not into it. I don't know. <laughs> I can't get over it. I can't get over it. It's it's a hang up. That's fair. Um, but the rest of the episode rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really really like it. A I lot. think the rest um, of the episode like makes up for the fact that the CGI looks like garbage. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's what's the eleven episode? Uh, Vincent and the Doctor, my friend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Didn't yeah. it like. Why did why was it on why was it trending on Twitter the other day? I don't know. Yeah, what was going on? It was just, did you notice that cast? Th- that episode I think trends more than any other episode of Doctor Who occasionally. Like somebody will just post that clip of them going to the museum. That's what it was. Yeah. It was like And then people will just quote tweet and be like, Amazing. I cry every time. Oh. Uh speaking of Vincent and the Doctor, I kept yeah. thinking Jefferson looked like Bill Nye. Yes, me too. Oh. Great. I was like, Oh my god, is that Bill Nye? And then he opened his mouth and I was like, Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh man you're not bill nighy you're just a punk that looks like him <laughs> space jam <laughs> well next week vincent and the doctor uh we're almost done with the season guys i don't re-watch vincent and the doctor very often so there's a good chance i haven't watched it in like 10 years oh wow, wow. it's wow. it's been a couple of years since i've seen it I'm going to cry, but, you know, yeah. we all are, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, uh, this is kind of, I don't know, just for the sake of, uh, the, the, we happen to be recording this apparently on the 11th anniversary of the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. God. Yep, which means, uh, you know, I mean, we just, we I guess we just celebrated our 11th anniversary back in December. Um. So, yeah, this was like. The an- this is the anniversary of the reason that the show was started, which was uh, wanting to do a Doctor Who podcast uh, as uh, the Eleventh Doctor era began. Yeah, so I remember that spring. Yeah. Oh, I it's like burned into my yeah. Memory. I remember watching my, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My whole life revolved around series five of Doctor mm. Who. Like, I stopped everything to watch it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it was a crazy time. A crazy time to be a Doctor Who. Yeah, crazy time to be a Doctor Who fan for sure. Um. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about an episode of Series Five. Uh, next uh, next next week Can't with wait. Fits of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk to you guys then. 
Uh, check out our Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, become a Patreon member. Uh, we're, 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 we're not, we're, we're reaching the end of a lot of eras and, uh, we're not guaranteeing any, um, continuation of those eras. So if you want us to do things like cover the ninth doctor, big finish stuff, or cover Torchwood, if that's something you're into, um, or what have you as a, as an addition to future long way around seasons uh let us know by becoming a patreon supporter because eventually we will just be talking about four mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's yeah four four and ten they're very close in the number of stories they really have. Oh, wow. yeah it just seems like four has more because of how many parts that's true his stories are but i think they're very close i think four edges them out by like two stories or something huh. like that but yeah that's crazy um so uh yeah become a patreon supporter and uh when we get uh, 100 patrons which we're only like 20 something away from um under 25 i think like 23 away yeah, awesome. the council keeps growing yeah so um become a patreon supporter when we get to 100 we're gonna do like a, a patreon vote for a bonus show and uh a doc a, a doctor's companion bonus show will be a part of that vote so um, you know, let your voices be heard and uh, become a Patreon supporter. Uh, we appreciate whoever, everyone who does that or is already doing that. Um, once again, that's juliangenre.com slash support. We'll talk to you guys next week with Vincent and the Doctor. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Beast is awakened. <laughs>